Shazam? My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. I am the Flash. Truth. Justice. The American way. I'm vengeance. Hello and welcome to Elseworlds DC Fan Podcast. My name is Jordan. With me is Chris. Before we fully introduce ourselves, just want to mention we will be reacting to Superman and Lois Season 3, Episodes 9 through 12. And we're also going to talk about that Season 4 renewal and what it means for the show going forward. Uh, but how are you today, Chris? I'm doing very well. Very, very awesome episode of Superman and Lois last night. Uh, we have a lot to touch on, and you know, this show getting renewed makes this conversation mean something right now, which is all we can ask for. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of like the uh, <laughs> the big relief, right? Like, I mm -hmm. thought we were going to be talking about this season the whole time without knowing about a renewal, because that was kind of the way it was going <laughs> for a while. Uh, but we got the renewal like what, maybe a week and a half ago something like that a week ago that is finally started to spread some, I guess like, I don't know, like spread some goodwill in my, in my body for watching the season. Cause you know, if we were doing weekly recaps, I would be watching this show weekly. But what I've decided is since we do like these four issue bunches, I've kind of fallen into the pattern of waiting until before we record these. And then, binging all four, uh, you know, two on Monday, two on Tuesday, and then record on like Thursday or Wednesday. And uh, that's helped me remember them easier and, you know, uh, stuff like that. But I will say as well, with with the cancer subplot, I was it was a little like, uh, sometimes it's not as fun watching, right? Because it's, it's hitting real home, you know? Like, it's, it is real stuff real emotions that Lois is going through many women go through. And it was kind of this point where it was a downer sometimes watching this stuff. Now that I know it's renewed, I'm very happy because I thought maybe if it got canceled at the end of the season, we heard there's a huge cliffhanger, but what we had also, what I also had thought is, are we really going to end this whole show on this sour note of Lois recovering through cancer and we then have a huge cliffhanger. Like uh -huh. I was a little worried about that, but I think hopefully with it's not like season four. She's not going to be like totally done with it. I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to have other things going on, but I'm kind of hoping with it potentially being the final season, it hasn't been officially confirmed. Uh, they might try to squeeze another season out of this. Uh, I just hope that whatever happens, they decide before they start writing if this is the final season or not, because I don't want to go through all this again next year, Chris, where we're like, is this show going to come back or not? Absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's 10 episodes for people that don't know 10 episodes. Just let's, let's bask in those 10 episodes and let's have honest to God, Lex Luthor versus Superman, I am very excited, especially after last night's episode. Yeah, last night's episode was a doozy. But I, I think I, I remember the first thing I texted you was, show has a chance to go out on its own terms. And that's why next season, just put a perfect little bow on it, tie it up, because the world of television, and especially when you're on the CW, is not getting any more firm under your feet. So the idea of being able to finish out on their own terms and Lex Luthor as the final villain, yeah, that that's that's pretty awesome. And this Lex Luthor is absolutely unhinged. He is so controlled 
and yet he is so much chaos. Very Wilson Fisk-like from Daredevil. I I love the way they're going with it. He is the Lex Luthor who seems to be obsessed with being the peak of uh, physical perfection, the peak of humanity. He wants to be the smartest, strongest, uh, most brilliant person in the room. And I... And, and he's just downright evil, and it's so obvious. And yeah, we have a lot to unravel with the episodes that because we're not just talking about last night's episode, but he left an impression. Yeah, I mean, I think the show is going to be fine the way it is. I've seen a lot of irresponsible reporting and a lot of uh, trying clickbait with titles on the internet. They these shows have to play politics with their budget and they have to appease their corporate overlords, which is the CW. So the, there's always going to be a restriction with that. I think you're going to see less of everybody that aren't the Kents or Lex Luthor. And to be perfectly honest, it has a chance to make it a stronger show because it could be a tighter story with less convoluted storylines. What I don't want is any untied strings because the show's budget didn't allow it. Uh, that's my one concern. I think the show is best when it's honed in on a single story. And this 10 episodes, they have a great opportunity to do that. The, the thing that gets me is everyone's always like, uh, can they please just focus on the Kents? And then they throw an uproar when, when this is what they're going to end up having to do anyway. Um, yep. Look, it means less Cushing's, which for a lot of people is a plus. I like them. I don't want less Lana, and I don't want the Jordan and Sarah thing to not be resolved. But outside of that, I don't, I mean... I like Kyle. I like what they did with Kyle. It's It doesn't push the story forward all the time. And in mm-hmm. 10 episodes, I just, the way that they use Kyle is, is, a, is pleasing, but at the same time, 10 episodes, the story becomes king, and I wonder what they're going to do with that. So, I mean, I can understand why he would not be a series regular moving forward. I mean... I just I just don't want the Jordan thing to just be unresolved. But Jordan's got so many problems right now. You could probably fill a whole season with the problems he is creating for himself. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Yeah, they might have to nip that stuff in the bud um, at the beginning of the season next year uh, <laughs> if they want to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I'm worried about. You know, hopefully we don't lose like John Henry and Nat. Um, I like I said, I think those those people will come back. Now the thing is, it's how many episodes will you have? Ten episodes. If you space them out right, you're not going to notice anything wrong with the show. And what I mean yep. by that is, you might have one episode where it's just the four of them, but you're going to have an episode with at least John Henry Irons. And in that episode, maybe you don't have Lana, and you have Lana show up in the next episode with the Cushings. And then in the following episode, you have Kyle show up with Chrissy. And what you do is you're spacing them out where these characters are just showing up. Like you're having a guest star almost every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, at that point, 10 episodes, you're thinking, Oh, that went by pretty quick. And we did get chunks of those characters. Sometimes people overestimate how much screen time you need for somebody. Yeah. Um, like we just talked about it in the Flash, the movie. We're not going to spoil anything, but like Michael Keaton, Sasha Kaye, they're not in it as much as some people want it. But also, when I'm watching it, I think that they're in it more than they are. You know, like because they're either breaking up their scenes or it takes a bit to get to them or whatever. So, like, I, I talked about this when I covered Ted Lasso on my Ted Lasso podcast and our soccer podcast that I have with my friend people were worried the last episode wasn't going to be able to wrap everything up in time. I'm like, if you're worried about like somebody like having a conversation with somebody, that's literally 30 seconds to two minutes of screen time. Um, And we already knew the episode was an hour 15, hour 20. So at that point I'm like, you can wrap up some of this stuff. 
when you think, oh, they still have to make up or they still have to apologize and all that, that's those are really quick scenes. Those are really th- like things that can just be done so fast. So uh, 10 episodes is plenty, I think, for them to wrap it up. I'm hoping um, and we can kind of end it here and then kind of dive into the actual episodes. But I'm hoping that they do decide this is it. Yep. And, and they don't try to risk it again. Yeah, don't be irresponsible. I think the show has always been very mature. They know who they are. They know what they want to do. And I think if this show has the collective consciousness of, hey, let's go out on a great note, I think it's going to be one of the strongest seasons in television history. I hope so. Uh, Lex Luthor, I mean, I'm so glad we finally got introduced to Lex Luthor. We're going to try not to skip right to that, yeah. <laughs> right to that part. It, it's what we want to talk about. That's the problem. It's it is. so, it was so captivating, right, so, but so we're, we're talking first about the episode, the dress, which was episode nine mm-hmm. directed by Steven Meyer, written by Christy Corsec. And it was, uh, May 23rd, 2023 is when that premiered. Um, so in this, in, in this, in the episode, a lot of flashbacks of Clark buying Lois a dress, to wear um and then you know she's getting ready to have a mastectomy so she doesn't feel like pretty in the dress so she wants to get rid of it it has these memories for her and that was pretty much her overcoming with that then you also had um you know uh, jonathan trying to tell natalie to give up on mateo uh which was seen as hypocritical in his end because of um his girlfriend's dad you know um it's a little different than bruno Mannheim, but still i get her point and then um they have this huge fight on main street and uh john henry actually kills uh one of the people his name was uh miller um kills miller in the street and then bruno shows mateo inverse superman's body which is of course bizarro so that was that episode um i thought it was a really good episode actually the dress and i liked um how much they dropped uh cal ripkin into this yeah as a baltimore guy i did appreciate that um the cal ripkin card of course being what he had to part and with. i know you're more of a you're more of a ravens guy but i'm more of an orioles guy so I mean, there that you was, go uh yeah, growing up, Cal Ripken and the O's were my life. So. Hey, I am a Baltimore boy, and uh, I do have some nice emotional memories with the Orioles, too. So, you know, baseball's never been my big jam, but, yeah, that was nice. I agree as a Baltimore guy. That was cool. I I really enjoyed this episode, but the whole time I'm like, before it really gets revealed, we're thinking, okay, what's wrong with Lois? what's going on? We know Clark didn't do anything. Clark never does anything. So it's like, what's going on? And I like how they slowly develop the storyline. And then when you, I felt like it had a payoff. I felt like it had a payoff and the story was really well constructed. And it had so much packed into that episode. And that was just one thread in it. I mean, you had all the stuff going on with, Bruno and Inverse Superman and Mateo. It was it was a really jam packed episode, and you, a lot of times you leave Superman and Lois, and you just kind of need to decompress because man, they hit on everything. They didn't leave anything untouched, and you're just like, that was a lot. Yeah, the next episode was called Collision Course, directed by Elaine Mongian. Uh, Mongian. Um, Max Cunningham and Max Chronic wrote the episode May 30th of 2023. This was where Lois finished chemotherapy. She tried to get Pia to confess to framing Lex. Lana and Chrissy meet with Governor Carrie Wexler, in which is, I don't know, the C plot of the episode is very short, not much going on there. Clark tries to spend time with the twins, but they decide to go to a party. This is where we get the kegger. Sarah and George Jr. drunk driving, Jordan saving them, George Jr. seeing him, 
uh, get some good stuff there. Sarah gets charged with a DUI. Um, and then they go to the diner, which is where the governor sees that it is Lana's child who is in trouble here. Uh, Mateo visits Pia and gives her the cure, but this uh, allows her to escape and sh- her wrecking the DOD pretty much. Um, Jordan admits to being spotted. Clark realizes that he was drinking and he also confronts Jonathan who he thought was drinking, but Jonathan was not good boy. And uh, Oh yeah, this is where Kyle is convinced that Jonathan's the one that has powers. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at my wife as this is happening, and I'm like, uh, we're near the end of the episode. Clark has to go save this thing. He's going to just take off right in front of Kyle, isn't he? <laughs> and this is how Kyle learns the secret. I-, I thought this was great. I saw some people complaining before I saw this that Kyle, knowing the secret is dumb and blah, 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 blah. But look, this is a natural evolution, I think, of the show. I like Kyle. I'm glad he... I was pissed off with Chrissy as well, all right? Like, when she's gaslighting him that, you know, oh, no, there's no other superhero, and he's like, you don't think this is newsworthy? And, like, kind of Lana and Sarah do the same thing to him. I mean, that's got to be frustrating when you Mm. think you found something and people are telling you, oh, that's nothing, dude, and treating you like an idiot. And uh, then he finds out, and man, this is just a, uh, I, I don't know, I, I really thought this was a iconic scene, I will say, of the series, that I will always remember, like, Kyle just, they're thinking it's Jonathan, and then Clark being, like, Clark just flicks him with a finger, and he goes a little flying back a bit, and then he's like, we'll deal with this later, takes off. Absolutely I'll explain awesome. this to you tomorrow, yeah, and I... I love this. I love this episode. I think this might be one of the best episodes of the series. I thought the scene you just described perfectly, by the way, was Superman showing priorities. It, you know, he could have gotten, no, I'm not going to reveal my secret. No, I'm not going to reveal my secret and show Kyle who I am and have to deal with a mess. He goes, no, I have to do what's right, and sometimes doing what's right is not convenient. And, you know, I think that was fantastic, and it was really a pressure cooker of a moment. It was really, the pressure was just pounding. Um, I think you're seeing a little bit of hints that Jordan is into the attention here. Now, knowing the episode we just saw, the reason he got he, he got seen was because he kind of wants to savor the moment after he makes the save. Uh, that's that's something that didn't click with me during that episode that now clicks with me after what we just saw. So I really enjoyed this episode. I thought the thing with the governor and, and Lana was forgettable and uh, I thought it was like, I, I didn't like the governor character. Like I, she, I, she really, she made, really made me squeamish um just the she's way kind of slut shaming chrissy a bit yeah uh, she treated talking about chrissy like a second class kyle's citizen. new man a new yep. wo- kyle's new woman and then yeah she um, just yeah. it was it she just wasn't a very nice person um and i i that turned me off a bit i i i really was i had trouble with that but then you know sarah comes to the diner and you know they ha- Lana has bigger fish to fry, literally, as her daughter. And, you know, I think the, the way the governor handled that was bullshit. Um, so I didn't like that storyline. Uh, I've wondered, leaving this episode, if Sarah was going to be angry that Jordan didn't fly her away from the scene so she wouldn't get in trouble. I'm glad they didn't go that route with it. But because Jordan and Sarah have to be angry at each other. They're still angry at each other. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, that is probably the least favorite part of this. Um, the governor, like you said, probably a little bit forgettable, right? Um, I have a lot to say about Jordan when we get to the last episode. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I might have a different approach than what some people have on that. Uh, not just because he shares my name, but uh, 
I like I like that Jonathan easily points out like if you could tell if I was drinking by just smelling me. Yeah. And then Clark's like, you're right. I'm sorry. Here's your keys back. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad they didn't go that way with with mm-hmm. Jonathan as well. He's learned, right? Like, right. He's a character and he, that that's character development. And I also like that Clark's reaction was measured and was reasonable. Clark jumps the gun because he's dad. But then, you know, he he listens to Jonathan. He doesn't just come down on him. And that's a really measured response. Uh, also, I like that the whole Kyle Chrissy thing lasted one episode. Yeah, it wasn't right? this, with, you kept the secret around me. It wasn't right. Supergirl with Lena finding out about the secret. <laughs> and then... <laughs> it holds up to it for a season and a half. Yeah, it's I like a season. So I got that. It, it is my least favorite story trope in all of superhero media, really media in general. So I'm glad that was. This show's been very good at like not falling into that with yeah. the, with a lot of the stuff. Like, you lied to me. Okay, same thing could have happened once Kyle found out, right? He could be like, you're Superman? You lied to me this whole time? He doesn't do that. He, in fact, is enamored with the guy now. Um, it was just, you know, there's so many times where you could pull that thread mm-hmm that they do in these other CW shows, which I've enjoyed, you know, we're, we're doing my Arrowverse recaps. I'm enjoying them, but there are some times where they're stretching on those plots a, a little too far. Supergirl is probably the biggest offender along with arrow, uh, where it's always secrets and lies. It's always secrets um, and lies. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah. I just love that. This is wrapped up in one episode. Kyle comes over to her and Lana's the one that helps initiate it. Chrissy sticks up for Lana to the Senate, like to the um, governor. They aren't like catty ex-girlfriend, ex-wife, current girlfriend, stuff like that. They had like a little exchange of that at the beginning until Lana realizes it's not Chrissy's fault. Right. Um, they respect and, each and, other too. That, and that they're helps. co-parenting well right now, those two, uh, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to the DUI, you know, he, he says, I think, or she says, right, we should approach this as a united front, or he says that, one of them says it. And they agree, and they have a conversation with Sarah. They tell her to get a job, pretty much. I mean, yeah, I mean, that was was the kind of stuff that I I really enjoyed out of this episode, is just uh, that I was kind of surprised. And again, this is something a, a CW show may not have done before, uh, or a superhero show may not is the fallout of the save. And I don't mean like, uh, like on Jordan's end, I mean on Sarah's end where she saved, but she, the cops still found the car. Yeah. They still know she's drinking and yes, she's alive, but now she has consequences and they're dealing with real consequences where she's talking about, I forget what episode it is. When she's talking about that's going to stay on my record for five years. How am You'll I going to get in the college? How am I going to do yeah. this stuff? Yeah, stuff that maybe other shows would have just kind of blown past and said, "This week, that's not going to affect her at all." Yeah, <laughs> you know? it, it's like real that. world stuff. It's very good. I I agree with everything you just said there. I I really like the way that Sarah has been handled this season. I honestly, she's a character that grew on me because in the beginning, I really did not like her character. I thought she was kind of toying Jordan along. And you know what? She, she's a character that they really fleshed out and they really paid attention to. I hate the always angry with Jordan or uh, Jordan always angry with her storyline. But that's the writing. The characters, the actors are doing a great job with it. And I really do like that, you know, the real life consequences of what you do, you you have to deal with. She got saved, her, so she's lucky on that front. But, you know, her life is at the lowest point it's been since she was suicidal. So yeah. that and I liked how they hinted on hinted at that. And that was their the parents concern. But they didn't stay there and sulk on it. They don't they don't overdo these things. Um, I, the only thing I think they've ever really overdone was the uh, Lana uh, Lana Chrissy thing in the beginning of the season. Other than that, I think they've really minded to be a mature show. 
I think yeah. it's been a very mature show. And I, I, I'll tell you, Sarah getting a job and dealing with the potential of staying in Smallville her whole life and really becoming a lot like her mother and following her mother's life is kind of an, you know, it's an interesting storyline that, you know, kind of goes unnoticed in a superhero show. And the episode we're talking about right now, I forgot to say, it is Complications. That's episode 11, directed by Jay Jameson, teleplay by Katie Aldrin, George Kitson, story by Brent Fletcher and my boy Todd Helbing. That was June 6th of 2023 that that premiered. Oh, this is where, you know, Kyle learns that Clark is Superman. He gets upset with Chrissy. That's that whole episode. Jordan suffers a panic attack. He gets his x-ray vision in this episode as well, which I, I I liked how Jonathan helped him through that. And Clark was able to just go back into the room with Lois and say, like, it's handled like Jonathan's helping him with this. What I like about that is there's this segment online where they call Jordan what like Todd Helbing self insert or uh, a crate creator's pet type of thing. I don't think we're supposed to feel that way about Jordan and people really want Jonathan to get powers because in the comics he has powers, but I really like the dynamic they have with Jonathan and Jordan. You know, Jonathan says, you know, Jordan's all like, what was me? I got a new power. And Jonathan's like, Hey, when I'm depressed, I'm just still depressed. <laughs> You're depressed and have a whole new ability now. Like that's cool. That's different than what I have. And seeing and seeing how he was able to calm his brother down, there's a point where they're both being yelled at and they just look at the TV and they say, best of three, let's play some Madden pretty much. Right. And I love the dynamic of the brothers. And I think I like it even more with Michael Bishop as Jonathan. I think he's really nailing the character. It's a completely different character. I, lo I, I love it. I love it. It's great. So yeah. I didn't like Jonathan at any point of the series until this season. I, the actor changes everything for me. The line delivery is a lot less annoying and he feels much more supportive of Jordan, even when he's angry at Jordan. And I, this is a family drama. It is a, the family. Everyone in that Kent family has to hit uh, for the show to work. And I think Jonathan is not just a plot device now to get to the story. He's part of the story. And you know what? The I hope the actor who played Jonathan before, you know, is focusing on the, what he needs to focus on and is is glad that he made this decision. But this is for the better of the show. It really is. It's fantastic. Um, I, I can't get over the fact that he looks so much older than the other actor. And these are the oldest. I think he looks younger. Really? I think he looks, I think he looks, yeah. I think he looks more mature. I, I think these are the oldest looking 16 year olds in uh, the world. I think he looks younger than Jordan Elsass. I, I do. I think he, uh, he looked older to me. Uh, but it's funny. I've seen people say the both. I've, I've seen people say both that they think he looks younger and I've seen people say he looks older. So His voice also is deeper. His voice also is deeper. Less that might whiny. Have, yeah, I think it is less whiny. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to shout out Bazoombas, which is obviously a Hooters parody. They're oh, talking yeah. about the wings, how they're famous for the wings. And I love how Clark plays it off. It's about the wings. It's, you know, it's still... Yeah, yeah. See, I told you that's what they're famous for. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did like that. That's Lois's sense of humor. She's about to lose her breasts due to a mastectomy. And, uh, you know, she wants to have bazoombas. Uh, I really like that. Okay. Also when Pia <laughs> just shouts, <laughs> no, and the guy gets obliterated. And then, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, am I watching a different channel right now? <laughs> I yeah, was, was very impressed. I was I was very impressed. That could be something you would see in like a Deadpool movie, and then there would be like a funny joke after it. But no, that was just unbelievably fierce and and, and inadvertently fierce. I I felt very bad for Pia, which is really strong writing because the, she's not a character that 
should be sympathetic. She does a lot of bad, horrible things, and she makes a lot of people around her suffer, but she is a really caring mother. She she's she's believes, you know, that her and Bruno are the heroes of their story. And I I really I really felt bad for Pia and she couldn't control it and she was sick and she took a cure that wasn't a cure. I thought they really layered that storyline very well. And I, I every time I talk about the show, it's the writing. So I hope this writer's strike doesn't have a negative impact on the show. And I and this is a great reason why we need to side with the writers and have them get paid because nuanced television is what I am here for. Yeah, I think it'll be fine. I, I think they have enough runway. I think this will probably be a spring 2024 show. So hopefully this strike gets resolved soon. They're able to write the episodes in the fall, start filming in like January, aired in March or April. And let's go. Um, I really like the shot of Lois being wheeled into the room, how the camera kind of stayed on her um like bed that they're wheeling her in mm-hmm. on and you see like the boys and the family in the background. And I, I just really like that shot. Um, overall, very well done this episode as well. I mean, really the back half of the season has been uh, really tremendous. I think. Yeah. It, this season almost felt like it needed to find its footing, but once it did, it was fantastic. I think the turning point of the season for me was when we last talked, and this isn't a job for Superman, and Clark goes to the diner and goes, yes. Superman's not going, and he stands up to um, the dad of Jordan uh, Jonathan's girlfriend, I'm forgetting the na- uh, name of for some reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find it too, because uh, I, I keep forgetting. Um, Candace. But that's I think that was the turning point. That was when the season turned the Jets. They knew what they were going for. They knew what they were doing. And they really honed in on the show's identity. And I think that was the turning point. I really do. Automatopoeia, she dies. Uh, Superman helps her kind of let go. Here's another thing I like. The whole Nat and uh, Mateo stuff really worked because they didn't ever turn on each other. They were very, you know, anytime they would let them speak. This is the thing that shows don't do. Right. So when he's there in the, uh, apartment and then she left the little box, right. And it's her little like Siri that says, uh, Natalie irons is approaching and you know, whatever. And then she lands so many shows would just have him lash out at her, not let her, what you bug my place. You're not, blah, 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 you know, and she instead is able to talk and say, look, I'm just here to be with you. I'm here to see how you're doing. Boom. Perfect. Right. Like we don't need manufactured drama like that. And then yep. when Superman brings Pia back down, you know, I'm half expecting Bruno to be like, you killed her Superman and like flip out. And instead, you know, Superman says, this is what she told me to tell you guys. She'll love you forever. Right. And, uh, Bruno just nods and like, thanks him. And I'm like, this is, this is good. Like, this isn't like the stereotypical, you know, where it's like a misunderstanding, like, Oh, you took her up there. You killed her or be, you told her to let go. That means you killed her. And again, just praising the writing. It's not this, like, there's so many shows that would pull that same stuff, you know, uh, overkill, you know, mm-hmm. with that type of stuff. So very, very happy that that's the route they went with it. And I think we can kind of move on to yesterday's episode. Oh boy. Can we, um, which oh was, boy, called... can we? <laughs> I saw a lot of people theorizing because of this title. Oh, I was nervous about the title. I was like, <laughs> they, I was like, I no, no. And I, I, I almost said something cause I watched a show with mom and I almost was like, you know, I don't even want to guess where they're going because this title means something in this community. Like it's injustice is a thing guys. So um, yes, episode and it, 12 and injustice. it was something that Lois said, and it was like, 
Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like the show is almost toying with us with this title. Oh, they knew what they were doing. Here, Here's the name of the episodes. Complications last week, right? Mm-hmm. That makes me think complications of the surgery, right? No, it's just <laughs> the complications of other things. You're right. right. Pia, you know, all that kind of stuff. Episode 12, Injustice. Oh, for people that don't know, let's clarify this. Maybe we'll talk about this sometime, the game or the comic, but... We'll cover this at some point. The game, the comic, the movie. Yeah, Injustice is a famous storyline where Superman turns evil, right, due to uh, Lois Lane dying. So, of course, the Joker tricks him into killing her. Yes. This storyline comes out, uh, the title comes out, and people think, uh oh, does that mean Lois is going to die and Superman's going to lose it? Uh, But this was directed by Suds Sutherland and written by Michael Narducci. And it premiered June 20th, 2023. We open with like Lex Luthor getting released from prison. We get to see his whole history and flashbacks, which I really liked is prison time. I was able to call a lot of this stuff ahead of time. I knew he was walking to their house and I knew he was sitting on some guy. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, you know, but like there is stuff that I was like, oh, this is cool. And I, what I wrote down here in my notes, and uh, this is how I described Lex Luthor in my notes, I said, he is a mean son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> he was really mean. Also, I love the part where he says five, right? And they say $5,000. He says $5 for the haircut. And, uh, and then like, he explains Lex, why man. you should have taken his offer. And it's like, yes, that is just, and he's like, so calculated. He has this whole thing envisioned. And I love it when he's in the uh, warden's office and he's like, he's been awake for five minutes. It's just. Oh my God. Blah. That scene. That's when I wrote down. He's a mean son of a bitch. I mean, he, the way he's like, I knew this was going to happen. I didn't shout it out to my wife though. But when he says, call this number, I'm like, that's that guy's house. It's going to be his house number. And he opens up. He's like, that's my home phone number. And you're like, Oh crap. You know? And then he calls and then, it's what implied that the that the wife is gone, right? Like Mm-mm. the guys, the kids, like mom's in a room screaming, but she's been quiet for a bit. Like she might be dead, and this war warden is now like indebted to Lex to make sure that he doesn't kill his son. I mean, it is Lex Luthor, man. Um, I what I liked about this is it matches the tone of the show. I know people liked the John Cryer Lex. I do too. He does not fit this show at all no he doesn't he would be too he's so he's so um over the top uh you know he's he's very heavy-handed with his lines which means Mm -hmm. supergirl yep yep supergirl lex Luthor is different it worked in crisis that doesn't mean it will work on superman and lois i'll tell you this this guy had an impact like he left a disgusting feel he had a vibe and i i you know what when, when i found out they cast him because i knew him for the walking dead and and Same. i was like yeah i love him in that and i was just like i can't see it i just can't see it because that's the only thing i've really seen him in and oh my goodness this guy comes out swinging i the only thing i could think of is Sometimes in football, you 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 say you got to go out there and punch him in the mouth. That's that's what Lex Luthor is. He goes out there, he punches you in the mouth. He's a running back who runs into contact on purpose. He is just a fierce, ferocious son of a gun. I, I'm sure there will be complaints that he is not like that. We don't see the typical Lex of him being a billionaire. You know, uh, he still is, but I mean, like that we don't see that. We're seeing like prison Lex, and I just want to say like. I mean, he's been in jail for 17 years in this universe. He's had nothing to do but do push-ups and shave his head. Yeah, so he had to adapt with his environment, but he still has his money. That's how he's able to get all the stuff that he was getting. And he's got a magical Um, trimmer that apparently doesn't need the charging station, too. He just just gets the trimmer. I I was like, where is he charging that trimmer? Maybe it's batteries. Maybe. maybe, I I don't know, but I've never seen a... Tremor that didn't need something to charge it, but yeah, you know, it's just me. 
Yeah. Oh, but I also was, got um, annoyed because when he shaves his head, it's like falls off effortlessly. And I'm like, I'm like, if I even get even a little thick, because I shave my head, if I even get a little thick, it takes forever. It might be a bald cap with hair on it. Um, I'm not sure. That would explain how they did the uh, flashbacks. Mm-hmm. It's either that or they just put a bald cap on him otherwise. But uh, I don't know if he really shaved his head or not. Uh, I might have to look into that before we talk about the finale next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk Jordan. I, I do want to talk Jordan okay. here a bit. Because I think the show is being a little bit ridiculous about it. This is the one thing that I will say is like the most unrealistic. I will say is I have my notes here. Is it really bragging about having powers? If Jordan is just saying the guy sounds like a badass. Now, I get what they're trying to say. Maybe he is reveling in the fame a bit, but I don't think that's bragging. I think they're misinterpreting this. I think they might be mis... I think they might be misrepresenting it. It doesn't come off Um, as bragging to anyone but Sarah, because Sarah knows the secret. But it reminds me... Like he says, he's trying to help George Jr. too, and she Mm -hmm. says, you know, you don't care about George Jr., but look, Jordan was bullied. He knows what it's like to be bullied, and they're like teasing him about something that Jordan knows is true. And again, this is one of those things that's almost like Chrissy with Kyle, where you know it's true, but you're going to make the person think they're insane instead. I mean, that's rough. I get it. I The whole time I, I kept saying, you know, he is a teenage boy. He is a immature young man. And, you know, I... What he did at the end of the episode is unforgivable. The thing at the school is mildly problematic at best. But Sarah, it's a game of telephone because Sarah tells Lana about it. Lana tells Lois about it. And then it spirals into what, uh, what it is. And that I thought was fairly well handled. But it reminded me of uh, Batman Begins where they're in the restaurant and Bruce Wayne's like, I don't know, someone dressing as a bat doesn't have his screws on tightly or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's he, you know, and then he's like, you know what? I think I'll buy this hotel. But like the idea that you're you're supposed to deny, and he didn't. Um, but he's young, he's immature. I, I do think it was a game of telephone that escalated the situation. Yeah, yeah, because Jordan even says, like, I didn't brag. Like, I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, he said, all I said was that it, the guy sounds like a badass, and and it was good that he saved him. And he's like, which it was. Like, it was good that I saved those people. Well, you also um, have to remember that his father became a successful journalist by writing about his campaigns as Superman. He, he wrote about Superman's activities and it's like, and like, so you do something that you get to tell the whole world about it in a newspaper, but I do something. I can't even pretend that this person exists. I I can understand him being frustrated with that. I don't think the show touched on that part, but. And Lois is right too. Lois says, we knew this was going to happen sometime because you're training him. And that is the most frustrating thing. So, so Clark is training Jordan, but also he benches Jordan every chance he can get, um, which is in turn making Jordan want the credit. It's making him want to do this more because he feels like he's ready. And each time he's done something, he's pretty much done it correctly, except for, maybe one or two mishaps that he thinks I am ready. So Superman setting him up for validation seeking. And then that is, who do you get that through? But the public. Yeah. I I get what you're going with there. I thought it was pretty irresponsible when they said they were going to take away the suit because I was like, well, then he's going to do it without any protection at all, which I was like, we kind of know from other things that that's not a, a very helpful tact with teenagers, but I digress. Yeah, yeah. 
And I, I know this is a different continuity, right? But I'm going to bring up Smallville a bit here because because Clark did save tons of people as a kid in that show without a disguise, right? Clark is going out with his red jacket and blue t-shirt um, and saving people's lives at school. He's putting away bad guys from his class. And they have to hope that when they go away to Belle Reve that they just say, oh, that person's insane, right? Like, that's so, like, Clark says that pretty much, like, oh, they're not going to believe them. They're in Belle Reve. And it's like, I I understand that that's not realistic or anything, but I'm just saying, like, it is funny to have, like, one Superman who had no care in that, and then this Superman telling him to pretty much, like, bench yourself you're not gonna save anybody you're not gonna like that's where it kind of rings a little hollow to me because i do Mm -hmm. think superman would maybe not this superman but i think most supermen would be like look you're doing something good now you just have to be smarter about it instead of the immediate reaction of you're benched you're grounded you're you know you're not this is true this this is true, but the second he just flies down and lands right in front of the people, takes the lets them take all the selfies and just soaks up the attention, even after his dad sees him, and then he goes home and he acts like a little brat, and then he's like, yeah, yeah. he looks like he's gonna full on take Superman, which, bud, that's not gonna go your way, and right, <laughs> like, you're only half Kryptonian, bud, all right, <laughs> yeah, you're half Kryptonian, and uh. Look, look, the only the only advantage you have is that Superman won't kill anybody, and I'm pretty sure his son is the last person he would kill. <laughs> now, the only thing that I can say is silly about this as well. You know, you're bringing up the pictures and the stuff like that. Right? Yeah. He has a disguise, right? This is the same universe, Chris. <laughs> where you where put on glasses and you're fine. You put on glasses, they have no clue you're Superman, even though <laughs> Lana is talking to Superman during a world-ending event in the first season, and then is talking to Clark, like, up close, close, both of them, up close, within minutes of each other. Without any voice Nobody's going to figure out Jordan is the Samaritan. Nobody's going <laughs> to figure that out. He's got goggles and a little hood that covers his hair. Well, Nobody's gonna know it's him. I, I, I find it I also find it funny that Superman is constantly in Smallville and they're worried about yes. flight patterns for Jordan. But it's like, hey, you know, Superman's always helping out John Henry Irons and always helping out Lois Lane, and you know, they're pretty good friends with Clark. Do you think that is uh do you think he could be Superman? Look, when you over the, when you overthink these things, it becomes ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, the only reason I bring it up is because the show is bringing it up by saying he he's going to get caught. And I'm like, nobody's caught Clark, all right? And Jordan's disguise is 100% better than Clark's. Well, Jordan's disguise, you know, it's funny because they the hide the hair. And it's so funny because if he just... If Jordan just cut his hair... He probably could have had the same disguise as his father, and it totally would have worked in the explanation of the show. And but you know he's out there looking like Frodo, and you know he's got a <laughs> like Jordan annoyed me in this episode because I'm trying to defend him the whole episode because like you said it was escalated to a point that was not really fair in the beginning. I agree with that, but. Then he does this, and I'm like, "Oh, he is so immature." Oh God, you just you just want to be like the almost be like, "Oh, honey, who hurt you? What what's wrong with you? Come on, man." <laughs> well, yeah, he had a low blow against Sarah, uh, which when was talking in the diner, too. which was it gross. Was, it was gross. I'm yeah. sorry. It's just he, he keeps bringing up this thing of you know, um, especially what in the episode like two episodes ago when he's talking about George jr. And is like kind of cuts into their conversation. And he's like, totally. He's totally being a jerk like he just goes in, yeah. he just goes he's in and decides controlling that, kind of yep. possessive. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It was so uncalled for what he did. Like Sarah's in that episode. Isn't necessarily avoiding him. 
she's just not acting like he's the only one he's allowed to, she's allowed to talk to like Sarah is her own person and she you know is doing something that doesn't involve him which is totally fine especially because at the moment they're not even together and then he says ah I'm so angry that I fell in love with you like get yeah. over it brother get over it like it's not her problem you're making her problem your problem which is really getting late so I, I keep wanting to defend Jordan because I I love Jordan in this show. And seasons one and two, I thought Jordan might be the strongest character. I he's just he's been fantastic, but I I have to admit, Jordan is wearing on me with his immaturity in this season. Well, that's why I also think anybody that says this is a self-insert character for Todd Helbing or a create creator's pet, it's like we're not supposed to agree with Jordan during this stuff. So what what do you think? Like, yep. I mean, come on. I mean, this is obviously, this is the plot they're going to go with them. I also don't think they're going to make them evil. Like some people are thinking, mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be normal parenting of a teenager. I, I think that's what this show's about. Yeah. Uh, we, get there. we forget how young he is. I, I we always forget yeah, how young 16. these people are. 16. 16 look, looking like 33. No, <laughs> he's 20. Um, I did want to highlight. I want to highlight Smallville and their tornadoes too, because this happened in season one of Smallville in a finale, a tornado that Clark saves Lana in. Then we have the infamous <laughs> man of steel tornado that kills Pa Kent. Well, it was so funny because i literally, have this one. I literally said, Oh God, this is just like man of steel. There's a, there's grandpa. And I was like, I was like, if he holds out his hand, I'm, I'm done. But you want to know why this was better than Man of Steel? It's because Clark actually flew into the tornado and stopped it. Yeah. <laughs> like I said he could. We uh, talked about yeah, Man I of know. Steel. I know. It's, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, it's almost like I, I love on the show. We've we've always said about the show that everything in Superman is loved and uh, rejoiced in the show and respected. Well, this is almost like, hey, Man of Steel. Middle finger. <laughs> True. True. Oh, and speaking of past Superman iterations, I, I wanted to mention this earlier. When Kyle finds out that Clark is Superman, the next episode, he becomes Jimmy Olsen. He's like totally Jimmy olsen -y. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Superman? Can I help you, Superman? <laughs> and he's telling, you know, he's telling Clark anything you need from me. Uh -huh. He's letting, he he's sticking up for Jonathan. He wants to be his best friend so bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Superman's pal, Kyle Cushing. Kyle Olsen. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, I, did, I, you know, I, look, I think Kyle's one of the best characters in this show. He's going on me. Back yeah. For a lot in season four, because uh, I, I think he's got a pretty good, like, especially he's having that conversation with Sarah about mistakes he's made. He's like, not just about, you know, the divorce and stuff, but, you know, other things in his life that has gone wrong. And he's able to look back at that stuff and, you know. For whatever um, reason, I think Lana's, I think Lana's the more fleshed out character. But for whatever reason, I think Kyle is the one who has, seems to have all the parent answers. I think Lana and Sarah. I always have this weird little thing where they kind of manipulate each other and they act bitchy towards each other in these moments. Whereas Kyle just kind of has the answers for Sarah. Um, and she, you know, looking back is a talent competition in season one. It's like, no, you're going to do this, you, you know, and he goes out and he helps her and stuff like that. Um, I, Kyle just seems to have the answers when it comes to parenting. Uh, you know, and I like that because, you know, Good dad, not a good husband. I, I think I like that's that it shows. Much, yeah, yeah. I, I like that it He's shows. He's a good that. person. Some, sometimes people will, you know, think that if you're not a good parent, you're not. I mean, if you're not a good spouse, you're not a good parent. But like, he still wants to be in his children's lives, except Sophie's. Yep. He still wants to be. <laughs> Nobody wants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> tornado's going on. Nobody cares about her. Where's Sophie? Uh, There's a tornado. You know what part made my wife laugh out a lot? When they're like, get under the desk, and there's nowhere to get under the desk. Well, it's it's funny get under, like, because... this much that overhangs. Yeah. It's funny because my mom's like, why are they all just watching it? And I was like, where are they going to go? It's a flat area of nowhere to hide. Yeah, yeah. There's no basement in the diner. 
<laughs> right, right. Or oh, is there? Boy. Um, and then we end it with Lex and uh, well, Otis gets killed off by Bizarro pretty quickly, and uh, Lex. What's his plans with Bizarro? So my question with Bizarro is, when's the last time he's seen the sun, and how does he have any powers right now? Well, I mean, Clark has powers inside, right? So yeah, but like, like he hasn't seen the sun for a long time. He's been under there. He's basically like Project Superman at this point. Well, Project Superman was like 30 years, right? 20-some years. Fair enough. So how long does it take? But that yeah, was my question It's only for been that. a year, that, not even. That was my question for that. But... Um, yeah, the, the most disgusting image in the whole show is, uh, eating inverse, rats. Yeah, I just, I, I, uh, I, and then, like, it was almost more savory to off screen eat Otis than it was to eat the rats. Like, that was just an image I did not need. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife let out an audible, like, ugh, you know, I, it was a pretty dark few episodes like we said we saw the guy get just freaking blown up by pia and uh -huh. then we have this bit uh lex beating the crap out of people i mean it was a pretty brutal few episodes so i love the restraint that clark has when lex luther is on their porch and he's threatening his wife and you know he just wants a superman out and just put this man into the ground and like i if i was superman in that situation, I would have a really hard time not exposing myself as Superman. Yeah. Yeah, he says, uh, you need to go. <laughs> right? And uh, But it Lex shows you, not. he's strong as Clark, too. And that's really yeah. awesome. But, you know, Lois does a really good job of not giving an inch. Um, Lois does a really good job of being strong in that scene. And, you know... Yeah, she's like, you want me to, what, retire? Uh, no. Right? Yeah, like, I, it's not even an option, and I, I love that she's not shaken by that, but he, I gotta be honest, this Lex Luthor's gonna be a huge problem, and it's like, and then the trailer for next week is like, we're gonna kill Superman, it's like, holy yeah. crap, is that the cliffhanger? Yeah, do we get Death of Superman? I mean, we got Steel, mm -hmm. we've got a Superboy? In the in, in yeah, but like, we can't get death of Superman we because Lex? we can't because Steel is not a main character next season. So no, he'll he'll be in a few episodes. I guarantee. <laughs> I know. I'm just uh, being a smarty pants. Yeah, I wonder though. Like they're like crap. Now we really have to. <laughs> and now it's like <laughs> rethink our yeah. finale. Well, I I'm gonna laugh. Death of Superman in yeah. 42 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's back. In one year, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I wonder about this. Uh, what they're gonna do with the cliffhanger? I because we know there's gonna be a cliffhanger. We know this is a fact. Tyler Hecklin said brutal cliffhanger. So, all right, I'm wondering if Clark kills Bizarro Superman. I wonder if that's the brutal. What if he has a uh, deck snap or something like that? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like Bizarro Superman's using his at a train station at a train station, <laughs> and Clark's like, "I have no other choice right now." Um. Dominic, we do it. They were friendly, right? They were friendly when he died. Yeah, they... he helped them to, to defeat. Uh, was it Allie at that point? Allie Alston. No, it, it was the uh, it was, general, right? Yeah, it was the general guy who was, like, from lame to bad guy in, like, one minute. Yeah, talk about forgettable. Uh, yeah. That, uh, the, the we don't, even, rem we don't even remember his name. But um, was he even a, like, was that even a comic book character? Yes, Anderson. That's Anderson. Was. Anderson. I think he's the one that, well... I don't know if he is a comic book character. Mitch Anderson? Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, he was known as Outburst. It's a team leader, and he had magnetism manipulation in the comics. But he was nothing like his self here. No, that that sounds a lot like Magneto. But, um... 1999. Okay. 
Interesting. When he created. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, so the so the next episode is called What Kills You Only Makes You Stronger, which is a play on the words that yeah, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So maybe this is a cancer reference as well. Or maybe this is the Bizarro Superman reference, right? Uh, directed by Gregory Smith, written by Brent Fletcher and Todd Helbing. It premieres June 27th. We'll be back next week talking about that, of course. But um, yeah, any other speculation or thoughts on the season before we start wrapping up? Uh, I think that next week is going to be an emotional episode, and I think it is going to make us need the next season immediately. I That's to generally what happens with the show. It's like, oh, God, it's done. The one good thing about season two is it kind of wrapped up in the nice little bow. Um, this is, That's not the feeling you're going to get um, next Tuesday. It's, it's just not. I'm really excited for it. It's the day after my birthday that's his premiere, so it's like a little birthday present for my Superman-loving self. So I'm very it's excited. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, happy birthday. How old now? Uh, 32. All right. You're 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 about two years younger than me. I turned 34 in November. There you so, go. So um, there you go. Um, I, have a, I have an interesting thought. Every mm-hmm. season ends, has ended on a pretty positive note. What if this one doesn't? I think you're right. I think it won't. Uh, when they're saying brutal cliffhanger and stuff like that, I think it'll be a not positive note. Uh, and I'm just hoping it really sets up well for a season four. What what I hope is a final season in season four that is just straight up Lex Superman mm-hmm. going at it. And look, some somebody asked this on like the Facebook group I'm a part of, but they're like, "How do you want this show to end?" And I've said it quite a few times, but I just wanted to end without a definitive ending. So this show does foreshadowing very well, and they had the nightmare mm-hmm. sequence with Lois Lane falling to the Daily Planet. Um, oh right! I, I wonder if that comes September. back into a comes back into an actual scene. I wonder if that comes back to Clark is split between beating Luther or saving Lois. And you know what he'll choose there, which will set up the next season. That's my thought process with that. But Lex Luthor is very focused on involving Lois in Superman's retribution. To him, they are very similar in his vendetta. Um, it's actually a little interesting that Clark gets none of the Luther vitriol because Lois is... Lo- well, he's not the one that put him away. No, I understand right? that. But um, it's interesting because, you know, he's the husband and he's a journalist too. They probably work together on that thing. So uh, I just found that really interesting. The one side of just completely like, let's kill Lois thing. Um what I like about that, though, is that Lex is the nemesis to both people in the title. Yeah, right? there you go. He's the nemesis to Superman and the nemesis to Lois. Clark, he's not, right? He doesn't even think of Clark, I think, is the way that Lex operates. And um, I like that. I like that, like, especially if season four is them versus Lex, it is a united front of Superman mm-hmm. and Lois against I, I did find it odd that they felt guilty about putting Lex Luthor behind bars because it's like... He's Lex Luthor. He might not be guilty of this, but him screaming on the porch that he's innocent. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, come on. Oh, come after he on. Had, after he bribed the warden. Oh, the other favorite, my other favorite part of this is when I laughed and my wife was like, why did you laugh at that? And I was like, because it's just like so funny, but it was like the warden being like, are you going to like pay me? Uh, are you going to bribe me? Cause I'm open to it. Like just the way he said that. And then when he's like, Lex is like, I'm not going to bribe you. And he's like, all right, we're done here then. He's not bribing you. He's extorting you. Yeah, I know. He was, <laughs> he was so ready. And you know, it would have been the easier route to just be like, here's $10,000. Oh, you got to do it for free. Uh, <laughs> he was able to get his help for free there. 
Um, I didn't become a billionaire by paying people off. <laughs> exactly. He's like, nah, I pay off my goons who will uh, physically harm you or you give me what I want. It was so very much like the Jesse Eisenberg scene where he's on the phone. Shaving the head? <laughs> no. He, he's, on the, he's on the phone going, you know, you can't save both, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's just, I was, and I was just thinking about how much stern this Luther is in comparison to Jesse Eisenberg. Like, it was just. It's like, God, if we could only have gotten a badass Luther in that universe. Ah, yeah. Because yeah. everything about that movie was badass, except for Luther. Luther was clowny. I think even Eisenberg could have done a better job. If he, I think it was the direction they wanted him to do. They wanted him to be kooky. And I think if he played it like a normal guy, I think he could have been so much better. Um, yeah. So it was either his idea or the people when they were casting him were like, we want a kooky Lex Luthor. We have taken some jabs at the Ciderverse fan. I feel a little guilty as a Ciderverse fan. (laughs) Hey, look, I took jabs at the show with the secret identity stuff. I mean, it is what it is. You can point out Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I also am allowed to enjoy more than one thing, Ciderverse fans. Um, (laughs) But, you know. I'm, I'm only a little salty because, you know, we just saw an excellent movie that got no chance to be successful. You know, it's, you know. With lots of Superman in it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, if you want to re- know our thoughts on The Flash, you can check out yeah. the review that we posted earlier this week. Uh, it was on Monday. This episode's yeah. going up on Saturday. Uh so we're preparing for the finale on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. We're really excited for that. Uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments or, you know, by reaching us at Elseworlds DC fan on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. You can also leave us reviews on Spotify and on Apple podcasts. And you can also like, and subscribe our YouTube because we're putting up some YouTube specific content over the time uh, coming up here soon as well. So, Keep your eyes out for all of that stuff. Um, Thank you all for watching or listening. And I guess you'll see us next week when we talk this big finale of season three of Superman and Lois. Peace. Let's do it.